Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, October 3rd. And I was just telling everyone over on TikTok that I feel like I'm in a fog because I have allergies that are on another level. I don't know if it's like an LA thing, if it's just the seasons changing. Do you guys have allergies where you live? It is so bad over here. In fact, both me and my son have to take daily Claritin, but I didn't take one yet today. I forgot to. So I will take it right after the show, which doesn't help us for today's show, but I'll just give you a heads up. I may sound a little bit all over the place. We'll have to see. We'll have to see where we go. Um, Today on the show, we're talking about a bunch of things. We're talking about Actually, we're talking about a lot of things I don't want to talk about because I'm so sick of talking about them, but we need to talk about them. You know those things? Like Kyle Richards. We're going to talk about Bethany Frankel, and we're going to talk about Girls Trip, okay? Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, the Brandy Glanville, Carolyn Manzo, big rumors that are – it's bad. It's bad. That's all I can say about it right now. We'll get into it in just a moment. For those of you that are new here, please subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for growing the show over here on YouTube. And if you're listening to the audio version, please give me a five-star rating and a review and follow the show too. You can just say follow at the top or on Spotify. I don't really know. I think you say subscribe. I can't remember. Um, Thank you so much for being here and being part of the show. So comment. Let me know what you're thinking. Give me some, some, some words, some feedback. Um, I was just in my Facebook group last night. Daily Dose of Donna Facebook group is growing as it does every single day. We have so much fun in there. We share all kinds of uh, little tidbits and news and things that we're seeing. Actually, I learned so much of my gossip from you guys in the Facebook group. So join there if you want just like a little bit more of a connected experience with the Doser community. And those of you that listened to the third part of the Patreon last night, I gave you a one-hour episode on Rachel Hollis, and I really, I really went deep. I like started going through old Instagram posts and then I posted some links. It will be interesting. Oh, that is a good point to bring up Luna Bella. So Luna Bella on TikTok just mentioned, let's get into the show. She mentioned Shannon Bedore and her appearance, her scheduled appearance at BravoCon, which is one month away, you guys. Like literally one month away. I mean, uh, I need to figure this out. I I have no plan. Does anyone that is listening to the show that's going to BravoCon have like a true plan? Are you supposed to have a true plan? I'm just assuming that I'm going and I'm just going to like fly by the seat of my pants. I'm just going to be like wherever I go, wherever I go, right? Um, Shannon Bajor has a plan because supposedly she's doing a Trace Amigos booth. So I guess they have a tequila brand coming out. See, this is a tricky thing for Shannon Bedore. As you guys know, last month she got arrested and um, crashed her car into a wall driving under the influence with her dog in the car. We have not heard from her since. Um, we have seen her a couple times just like walking in and out. We have no idea where her status is, what her status is. We know Tamara, her other Trace Amigo, is over on um, – 
she's over filming Traitors season two with a few other Bravo stars. Remember we talked about that a couple weeks ago. And then Vicky, I don't know where Vicky is. I have not been paying attention to Vicky. Um, how did Nina, Nini, how did Nini t- say her name last uh, on on Bethany's podcast? She said, Nini said, Vicky Golvestein <laughs> or something crazy like that. It was so funny. I re-listened. It reminded me of Tom Zand- Zanzival. Um, Tom Zanzival and Vicky Gumbelstein are g- both going to be at BravoCon this year. We'll see how it goes. Gumbelstein. <laughs> So good. We're going to talk about Bethany in just a moment and that whole thing. So don't you worry. But yeah, Shannon's supposedly right now she's slated to be at BravoCon. I wish for Shannon that she didn't have to be because I think when you're in a position like this, also, she hasn't even spoken to, you know, she hasn't released any sort of statement. Oh my God, this is going to drive me crazy on my shirt. She hasn't released any sort of statement. I want her to before she goes to BravoCon because I feel like that's just going to be a lot of pressure. Also going to Vegas with alcohol all around. I don't know. She may or may not even be drinking right now. I got to figure this out, you guys. She may or may not even be drinking right now. We don't know. We have not heard if she's in rehab. We have not heard if she's at home doing like an outpatient situation. We don't know. We know that she, according to Jeff Lewis, is doing some sort of treatment. But yeah, we have not heard her apologize. We have not heard her take accountability. A lot of you guys are saying that's because the charges have not been officially filed or whatever, and she needs to wait legally for those reasons. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Um, But I'm, I'm interested. I mean, we have the reunion coming up this week, week one of the reunion. It's weird. It's weird to not hear her talk about it at all. But yes, Laura, I agree with you. If she does go to BravoCon, she should not drink at all, even if she is still drinking. She shouldn't drink in public right now. I just think it's like a bad timing. That would be like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone that's like really connected to a certain brand. That would be like Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, being caught in a in a room filled with McDonald's and In-N-Out, just like shoving fries and burgers and milkshakes and like filet fishes or whatever, fish fillets into her mouth. And then her going out and promoting goop. It's just like it doesn't connect, right? Okay, let's get into a couple stories. Let's start with Kyle Richards. As you guys know, today is Tuesday, which means it's Dancing with the Stars week two. And I was at week one last last week, so I am invested. I will definitely keep watching. And what's going to happen tonight, the only person we're, we lost was Matt Walsh, the actor. Um, and I had my whole theory on that. We talked about that last week. But Mauricio is still in. Mauricio and his teeth are still in the competition. And so is Ariana. And of course, I believe Ariana is going to do amazing like she did last week. I think all eyes are going to be on Mauricio and his performance. And if Kyle Richards will or will not be in the audience. Do you guys think that Kyle Richards will show up in the audience tonight? My guess is yes. Why? Because it's a camera. Just saying. Just saying. Now, she may not be there. Okay, you guys don't think – a couple of you don't think she'll be there. Well, yesterday she was on a hike with some girlfriends, and it was a very interesting set of paparazzi photos that we saw. I don't know which um, hike she was at, probably somewhere, Fryman or Runyon or one of those places around here. Here's the interesting thing. I go to all those places, right? There's no paparazzi that just sits in the corner 
usually, unless they're told that the person's going to be there. That's the truth. Yes, if you go to Craig's at night, you're going to see paparazzi. Yes, if you go to certain places like the farmer's market on Sunday at the Studio City Farmer's Market, no question there's always paparazzi because there's always a celebrity there. So what happens is paparazzi usually goes to places where they know they're going to have a celebrity run in. They're not just randomly sitting on a Monday morning in a parking lot next to a hike. It ain't happening. Someone is telling them that they're there. Kyle Richards has these like very sullen photos where she's sitting with her um, two of her friends and they're standing by the car and she's just got these big sunglasses and it's a lot of hugging and it's a lot of like doom and gloom. Here's what I have to say about this. (laughs) Kyle and Mauricio are not newly, newly separated. Like Kyle and Mauricio have been separated now for, it, it didn't happen this week is what I'm saying. It may have not happened as early as like June. I think it did. But it definitely did not happen the first week of October or like the end of September. This has been going on for a while. The only difference is that Mauricio finally publicly like broke under pressure and announced it out loud on that TMZ interview outside of Dancing with the Stars last week. So why Kyle now is like playing this this sad, sad, you know, mm, by the hike, it's annoying, I think, for viewers. Because one week ago, seven days ago, she was in the audience at Dancing with the Stars, <sighs> clapping and supporting her husband. But one week later, she's like so sad at the hike. And it happens to be that she's confirmed, they've confirmed. So now they're playing the role of like, we're sad because we're separated. They were separated last week. There's no way that they... There's no way that she and him made the final decision to separate between last Tuesday and, and when did he do that interview? Friday. It's not like he left Dancing with the Stars and she was like, you're bottom two. I don't want to be married to you anymore. I want a separation. (laughs) Another thing that, you know, anyway, I'm just, I'm just finding the more and more that we're talking about this, the more we're thinking about it, it's just becoming so apparent to the to the viewers and to the fans that like we're getting we're getting played. It's a storyline, it's like build up. Now we know Beverly Hills is premiering on October 25th. That's very soon. That's in 22 days. That's in 3 weeks. So not it's going to be on Wednesday nights. And I have a feeling you're going to be so, seeing interesting people on Watch What Happens Live that that night. That's all I'm going to say about that. More stuff will be coming out about that. But Beverly Hills Housewives premieres in three weeks. It's really time to drum up the stuff, drum it all up, build it all up for the show. So it's annoying to me. I'm finding it annoying to see sad, gloomy, like depressing pictures about the separation when we we know what's been happening, okay? Anyway, she was with Morgan, by the way, last week. She went to – she came here – She was in LA on Tuesday night. We know that. Watching Dancing with the Stars. And then I believe on Thursday was already in Atlanta with Morgan and was seen at some restaurant and like the hostess took a picture with her and she was with Morgan and Morgan's family. I mean, I don't want to judge too much because I think that people in Kyle Richards and Mauricio's life, like they have so much financial security. They have so much help 
They don't have to worry about it. And their daughter is probably 16 now, 15, 16, Portia. But like, what's going on with that? <laughs> like, does Kyle not stay home with her daughter ever? She was in Paris forever, comes back and then leaves again. I guess for the documentary. Okay. Um, we'll have to see what happens tonight. So next, who should I talk about first? Girls Trip or Bethany? Um, I think the truth is, okay, let's talk about Girls Trip. Girls Trip, there is an account on Instagram called Your Moms Are Watching. And Every time I say the word incidentally, by the way, incidentally is a word that I don't use that often, but every time I say it, I think I'm Regis Philbin. I don't know if you guys remember this about Regis and Kelly. Remember, I'm 42, so like I grew up watching Regis and Kelly. I mean, grew up? Yeah, I guess. Regis for sure. He used to always say incidentally. So every time I say the word incidentally, I become Regis Philbin. Incidentally, your moms are watching. She was a guest on Juicy Scoop today on Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop. So I was on her stories. We follow each other on Instagram. And I was on her stories yesterday and I see this whole thing about what is actually the story that she has put together based on Brandy's accounts, Phaedra's accounts, and Gretchen's accounts. Three of the girls that were on the ultimate girls trip. And I'm talking about the one with Brandy Glanville and Caroline Manzo. The one that we've heard about the big, um, you know, dust up and drama about what happened in the bathroom. According to Caroline Manzo, she was sexually assaulted by Brandy Glanville and they had to be sent home and we have not seen this thing air. We don't know if it will ever air. My guess is no. And instead they're putting on the OG, you know, New York legendary, amazing, iconic Real Housewives in their girls trip. And we'll see what happens with this one. But according to this, and this is just what she has put together based on what she's heard from all these different sources, that Caroline comes to this experience, this girl's trip, along with all of those girls. And there was a lot of alcohol. They were in Morocco. Remember that. There was a lot of alcohol. There was a lot, like it was a very emotional situation. Caroline apparently breaks into tears. This is exactly what she is saying. This is allegedly, this is not my thoughts. This is your moms are watching, says this. She broke into tears, sobbing and shaking as she told the group her father never spoke to her again after she sent a letter to the court. Okay, wait, hold on. Hold on one second. One second. I want to pull up in order so that I have it exactly for you guys. Okay. Caroline and Brandy were fighting. Caroline breaks into tears, sobbing and shaking as she tells the group her father never spoke to her again after she sent a letter to the court. It had something to do with her family and Dina, et cetera, et cetera. Caroline also went on to say, however, that her brother-in-law, let's try to like get this straight. Her brother-in-law did cheat on Dina, but for every woman he cheated with, Dina cheated with five men. Caroline also said Dina brought her daughter to Paris to have an affair on her husband. It became clear to some of the women that Caroline Manzo came on the show to trash her sister, Dina Manzo. Are we staying with it? Ooh, interesting, Andrew. Andrew says Caroline is the worst. I never thought that, but I'm curious what you guys think about this. 
Then it says Caroline and Brandy make up and the fight was over. After that, everyone gets along really well. They partied and drank all day long. Caroline and Brandy had a lot to drink. Production brought in a snake charmer as the evening activity, as one does in Morocco, right? And all the women were touching the snake and getting wild. And eventually, Caroline and Brandy started making out. Whoa. I'm sorry. This part is where I'm like very confused. We've seen Caroline on so many years of TV between Jersey and then the Manzo show with her family. This is the most unbelievable part of this whole experience is I cannot imagine in my wildest dreams that A, Caroline gets so wasted. I've never seen her get that drunk. I didn't even know that Caroline is a big drinker, but stranger things have happened, right? But then to imagine Caroline making out with another girl is so off the wall weird and hard for me to really kind of stick with. Like, I don't know about you guys. A lot of you guys are saying, oh, interesting. Okay. A lot of you guys are saying she doesn't drink. I can't imagine this. Andrew's saying that she, you did hear that Caroline did initiate the kiss, then regretted it and freaked out. Lots of people don't think it tracks. It seems out of character. That's how I feel. It totally seems out of character to me, but then it keeps going. Caroline and Brandy started making out. I just can't wrap my head around it. Okay. Caroline said she had been kissed by a girl before, but had never kissed back. At one point, Brandy sits on Caroline's lap, kissing her. And one of the ladies asked Caroline if she was okay. And Caroline gave her a thumbs up. A good time was being had by all. I I need to see this footage. The next morning, no, when the snake charmer left, yes, when the snake charmer left, some of the women went into the bathroom off of Gresham off of Gretchen's room to wash the snakeskin off their hands. I mean, this is the craziest story. The bathroom was one room. There were no stalls or anywhere to hide. All of the women were laughing and goofing around and they shut the door so production could not get into the bathroom. There was nothing sexual going on in there. All the kissing between Brandy and Caroline had already happened. This entire time, Alex, McCord, you guys, was holding the door with her foot so production could not enter. There's audio of what was happening inside the bathroom that allegedly just has a lot of laughter and then someone, presumably Caroline, saying, stop that. Alex's foot is still on the door. Production finally comes in. Everybody seems fine. They all go to bed happy. Here's the last slide. The next morning, production came into Brandy's room and told her Caroline was alleging that Brandy touched her inappropriately in the bathroom and Caroline wanted Brandy sent home or she would take legal action. Production said they tried to calm Caroline down by promising they wouldn't air any footage of Brandy and Caroline kissing, but Caroline was insistent, so Brandy had to leave. Brandy was sent to a shoddy hotel in a dangerous part of town to spend the night alone until she left town the next day. She was confused because she knew they weren't fooling around in the bathroom and had no recollection of even touching Caroline in there, even in a joking manner. The rest played out in the media with Caroline publicly accusing Brandy of sexual assault and lawyers getting hired on both sides. Bravo forbid Brandy from promoting any show she was on. She was not even allowed to attend the award show when the Traders was nominated for an award. Bravo conducted an investigation, but there was no evidence of anything except the audio was stop that on it. So the investigation did not lead anywhere. 
Lawyers are still hashing it out between Brandy and Caroline with most of the cast except for Alex McCord supporting Brandy. Gretchen, Phaedra, and Brandy have all contended there was no funny business in the bathroom and that Alex would have not kept the door shut on production if anything bad was happening. Alex has not ever said she saw anything. She's just standing by Caroline out of solidarity. Everyone is surprised Caroline has taken it this far. Some think maybe she is still trying to stop those kissing scenes from ever seeing the light of day, but nobody knows for sure. Whoa. So just to kind of give you guys a recap, what the media was portraying was that Brandy was coming on to Caroline strong, kissing her, et cetera, and Caroline, you know, threatened to production that Brandy was you know, inappropriately touching her, et cetera. And so they sent Brandy home and now they're dealing with the investigations, the internal investigations. This story is saying that Caroline was a very active part of it. She was making out with her, very like welcoming and okay. And then when they all girls, when all the girls went into the bathroom is when Caroline said, stop that. This is so tricky. So what do you guys think? Question is, have any of the other girls spoken out? Yes, Gretchen, Phaedra, and Brandy have all contended that there was no funny business in the bathroom. Um, it's, oh, wow. Okay, Andrew believes that a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand percent. I think without knowing a lot about Caroline and like Caroline's intentions and who she is other than from way before, like when I used to follow regularly, I would say her old personality, what she used to be like, this is really off character. But then again, why would Phaedra and Gretchen support Brandy in this if Brandy had really inappropriately acted in that in that experience? It's really tough, you guys. And, and Alex McCord is the only one that's staying on um, the side of Caroline but she's not saying Caroline's right. She's just standing with her for solidarity. They've all, apparently all these other girls saw them kiss. I mean, I think production needs to like speak out about it because it's actually really disparaging for Brandy Glanville if nothing was normal, if nothing actually, or sorry, nothing was abnormal in this experience. You know, it does kind of, this story kind of tracks that Caroline is, you know, devastated over what she did on that night. She talked horribly about her sister. She said a lot of things she probably shouldn't have. Then she made out with a girl multiple times and she was drunk. I mean, it's one of those things where you have that anxiety the next day and you're like, get me out of the situation. And the only way to really get out of it is saying it's because of this. But at the same time, you're supposed to say you we're supposed to believe women. I mean, this is two women, but we're supposed to believe victims. It's really hard, you guys. I don't know what to do, what people would do about this. Speaking of, Brandy Glanville is in a hospital. She's at the hospital. We don't really know why. Apparently, she collapsed over the weekend. Her son called 911. Brandy Glanville, I wish this happened with anyone other than Brandy. And the reason why is because Brandy Glanville is the most, like, problematic. Did I say that's so weird? Problematic. She's the most problematic housewife out there, like former housewife. She really is. She is so freaking, you know, 
Oh, sorry. Just had to kill. <laughs> just had to kill a mosquito. I'm a mess. She was. She's so problematic and so out of control and so wild and has and she drinks too much and she says too much and she acts out of you know you can't keep her under control she's unpredictable and aggressive all those things so if this was about anyone else like if this was about Phaedra or if this was about Gretchen or if this was about Alex McCord it would feel so unbelievable but because it's about Brandy it's so hard not to be like wait Caroline would never like it's so hard not to be on it's it's hard to be on Brandy's side. I'm just going to be 100% honest. It is hard to be on Brandy's side because we've seen her do such outrageous things over the years. We've seen her slap Lisa Vanderpump, we've seen her make out with all of the people, we've seen her act, you know, wild and cuckoo and you know, say whatever's on her mind and no filter whatsoever. I mean, just on the last What was she on that we recently saw her on? Um Obviously, she was back on Beverly Hills a little bit, but then she was on Traders, and she was she was wild on Traders too. I think you know what I think. I think we Bravo fans need to see the footage. You know who's going to see the footage first? It's going to be Bethany. Bethany's going to find a way to get that footage, and it's going to be an episode of her her podcast. And that's a perfect way that we enter into the Bethany of it all because you guys, we have a little bit of a situation. Um, I did the dirty work. I do it for you guys. I listen to her, what does she call it? Rewives, re-rants, re-gret. <laughs> Bethany just redoes everything. So she has a show called Rewives. And after her interview with Nini, we talked about this yesterday. She did this manifesto. I called it a manifesto as a joke, but she calls it a manifesto even on the podcast. So she actually believes that it's a manifesto. She did this like 10-page manifesto on her Instagram um, and then deleted it and then reposted it. And then, of course, the whole thing was like, listen to the podcast if you want to know more. So I was getting ready this morning. It's kind of a slow news day. Not a lot going on. Not a lot of TV to catch up on Monday nights. And so I listened to the podcast while I was putting on my makeup. Okay, this is getting out of control. I am no um, defender of Andy Cohen. I have heard awful and wonderful things about Andy Cohen. I have never met him in person. I went to the taping of Watch What Happens Live when it was here in Los Angeles, actually with Nini. Nini was the guest. Who else was the guest? I should find those pictures. I went to the taping. I had the best time ever. He was lovely. He was funny. He was friendly with the audience. I have heard also the opposite about him. I do believe just like a lot of other celebrities, there's an on persona, there's an off persona. And we've seen it now with a lot of people, right? Like camera on, camera ready. But I will say just in full transparency, I do like Andy Cohen. I listen to his books, all of them. I just recently listened listened to Daddy Diaries over the summer when I was on my trip. I enjoy him. I do. I find him interesting. I find him kind of funny. And I do, it's tough because I, okay, so he's not perfect. Like none of them are perfect, right? But he's not perfect. But this podcast that Bethany releases, it's all about the reckoning, right? The reckoning, the reality reckoning. But it really is the Andy reckoning. 
the way she goes after Andy Cohen in this podcast is more than we've heard her go after him in any arena. And I, honestly, Bethany should thank me because I think you guys are going to want to go listen to the show after you hear me talk about it. The way she goes after Andy in this podcast episode is really, she's all in. She's all in with Teddy Mellencamp against Andy Cohen. She is, at this point, she gives no, absolutely gives no Fs. She never really has, but now she's not even like pretending. What bothers me the most about this is that when you use the words reality reckoning and you, yet you only are focusing on Andy Cohen, it does blur the lines of really what the goal should be, which is protecting reality stars and reality crew and reality as a whole. And remember, there's tons of reality outside of Bravo. Like Bravo is one little entity, but there is so much reality on Netflix, on Amazon, on ABC, CBS, NBC, MTV, VH1, um, all of them. There's TLC. There's so much um, reality TV to focus on. And especially with Love is Blind being aired right now. There's so many things she could talk about. There's so many areas that she can really focus on. But it's she's she's mucking up her message by only talking about Andy Cohen. And now it feels personal. Her issue is not necessarily against reality TV. Her issue is against Andy Cohen because Andy Cohen in her eyes turned on him. This turned on her. This is really obviously my take on it, but I would think if you guys listen to this podcast, you would understand why. Just to give you guys a little bit of a, a recap, a few months ago, back in the end of the year, so end of 2020, where are we? Three. So to end of 22, she was launching Rewives. This is a podcast that talks about reality TV. I mean, it talks about housewives. That's really what it is. Like the description, I don't have it in front of me. The description is like, I mean, actually, this is the description. It says, arguably the most, you know, successful Real Housewife to ever come out of the franchise, Bethany Frankel, takes this podcast to now start talking about housewives. <laughs> Remember this. She was very anti-housewives for like a couple of years, right? 2021, 2022. She was like, I don't want to ever talk about housewives ever, ever, ever. And then all of a sudden she drops this podcast because, in my opinion… In my opinion, nothing else was working. And it's really hard for former housewives to have careers outside of that universe. And that's why so many of them are still, you know, so many of them are still talking about housewives. They're still in the housewives universe. They're still doing podcasts and writing books and whatever. So it's okay that Bethany does it. What is upsetting is that she was so anti-doing it and anti-being involved in it and really honestly was putting Andy down by putting the housewives down over and over and over. Now, I found a clip. I posted it in my Facebook group. It's from Bethany's Just Be With Bethany podcast from 2021 where she's talking about with Andy Cohen on her show. And the clip is on Facebook, but basically all she's talking about is how incredible Andy is done, how he's such an, like a powerhouse, how hard he's worked, his journey in CBS News and how he started as an intern and then moved up and this and that. And really it's an hour of ass kissing is really what it is. And this was not two years ago. And something shifted. And what could that have been? Two things. Number one, she announces rewives. 
She goes on to Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens live show willingly and happily to promote her show, right? She really, really wanted to go on that show. It's not, she could have said no, but at that point she felt like she, that show was the bee's knees, right? So she goes on the show opposite Jeff Lewis with his turtleneck. I believe he was wearing a turtleneck on this one. And she says multiple times in this podcast that she likes Jeff Lewis. She's like, I intrinsically like Jeff Lewis. Like, so Jeff Lewis is taking none of this heat, but it's Andy Cohen. And she says that Andy ambushed her. She felt ambushed. It was, and then she said this again, it was an obvious ambush. Everyone there knew it was an ambush. And she felt like she was put in a position in that, in that pod, in that uh, Watch What Happens Live where Andy said, you know, this feels like a, um, what did he say? This feels like a difference from, um, I'm trying to think of the wording. What did he say? He said, this feels like a, I'm glad you're embracing the housewives. Something along those lines. Like you used to take down the housewives and now you're no longer taking down the housewives. So what could be happening? Like what's the difference? What's the change? I rewatched it kind of recently and I'm curious like what you guys think if I were you. I would rewatch the episode. I think it's really interesting, but in this episode she basically says that she is Hold on, I heard something. That she is feeling ambushed because Andy Cohen is like, "Wow, now you're embracing the housewives. This is pretty shocking." Here's the thing. He has to be a little bit offended that she was going down hard against the housewives empire. That's his baby. He's an executive producer. And so if you're going to go after his show, of course, he's going to be like, wow, I thought you said that it was pretty immature, pretty stupid or pretty boring, the housewives. And now you're embracing it and you're doing a show about it. I don't blame him for doing that. It's like if you guys said reality TV is so boring and then all of a sudden you started a reality show, it feels a little bit like obviously he's going to protect himself. Now that also being said, Bethany, this, this genius Bethany, this woman who really truly says that she, she's smarter than everyone. She says Andy's playing a stupid game of checkers and she's playing a very intelligent game of chess. She should have known going into that episode, she should have known that she's on Watch What Happens Live. She's acting as if like this was shocking to her that she was getting thrown off with some cr- certain questions or certain, you know, conversations. This is the show. She knows it. And now all of a sudden she's coming out like, I felt completely blindsided by him. I felt completely ambushed. It was totally wrong. But she goes, that's what Andy's job is. His job on that show is to pit women against each other, to ask the questions and then keep his hands clean, to ask questions like he asked of. And then she mentions the question that Jessel from Roni was asked on Sunday. Jessel was asked, who was the most overrated housewife? And she said, Bethany. And Bethany is under the impression that Jessel, who she doesn't name, by the way, because Bethany would never, ever give Jessel the credit to even just say her name. She says, this woman, this housewife, who's who's really not relevant, is what she calls Jessel. That this housewife that's not relevant on a show that's past its arc, Roni, that is past its prime, and she basically says, "Watch what happens live." And Real Housewives are like being at a club at two in the morning. It's over. 
I'm sorry. With BravoCon selling out and with shows like mine and the hundreds and thousands of other Bravo creators on TikTok and, and Instagram and podcasters and bloggers and writers and all the things, I would beg to differ. I think Housewives is doing fine. Like, we're doing fine. Maybe the new Roni is struggling a little bit. Okay. But all the other, the Housewives empire in general, I think is doing phenomenal right now. We're all watching Salt Lake City. We're all going to watch Potomac. We're definitely going to watch Beverly Hills. We're for sure, we watched OC. Like, it's doing fine. And she is just hell-bent on taking down this entire, this entire world. But what happens is she's all about taking down Andy and Housewives. And she's forgetting the big picture that Real Housewives is just one little eeny teeny small bite of the huge pie of reality TV. And if you really do have a goal in life of the reality reckoning, zoom out. Take your focus off of Andy. It murks the message. It feels bitter. It feels personal. And then she goes on. And the last five minutes is so hard to listen to because she says this. I'm right. Whatever you guys say, whatever you guys are thinking, it doesn't matter because I'm right. I know I'm right and I'm right and I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. She says it over and over. Can you imagine being so incredibly short-sighted to just say out loud, I'm right without opening it up to a discussion? Or how about, I know that I'm not perfect and I know there's probably things I'm getting wrong here, but I know about this one thing, I'm right. I know about this one thing. And here is where Bethany is right. Her, She is right about residuals. I do think she's right about payment and residuals. And I do think she's right maybe about protecting your children and paying children of housewives. But I don't think she's right about a lot of of the other shit. And to go out there in a public forum to say, I'm right and you're wrong, is so difficult to deal with because can you imagine having some like negotiations or contracts or or conversations with people that say, I'm right, you're wrong? Always like it's, it's totally messing up. And finally, she says to Andy, He's never going to talk to me. I would love for him to come back and talk to me, but he's not going to talk to me because he's scared of his mommy and daddy at NBC Universal, his bosses. Like she, she just takes him down. And so he won't say anything, but if he does want to say something, it's going to be on my show because he's used me enough for ratings and he's, he's used me enough for numbers. And she, he needs to now be on my show because I, I'm going to run this. Like basically he's used me. So now I'm going to use him. What? All her message is, is about Andy does this. He pits people against other people. He puts people in uncomfortable situations. It's called a game show, talk show. It's snarky. It's fun. And people like it. And celebrities who have nothing to do or promote will go on that show because it's a fun ass 30 minute show. You know, you're going to get asked questions and you'd still go on it, Bethany. If you were on our housewife show, you would happily go back on that show. And, or if you were invited right? If, if Bethany was invited, she would go back on that show. And then finally, the last thing that I think is it's really hard to take someone seriously who says you're pitting women against women. Where in her comments right now, if you go to Bethany Frankel's Instagram comments or TikTok comments and one person disagrees with her, she says, you're stupid. She says, I'm a winner. I'm a leader. You're a follower. What's wrong with you? 
you're, you're unhappy. You're a loser. You're stupid. <laughs> like she is the meanest person. She's so mean in her comments. It's like Bethany and Brandy are walking hypocrites. You can't, you can't talk about how important it is to be kind and, and a good person for your daughter and then call people stupid in your comments because they don't agree with you. You can't do TikToks on unique, how everyone deserves an opinion and then block people for having opinions. It just feels so hypocritical. But if her goal is that we're talking about her, I guess we're talking about her. I spent 15 minutes talking about her. But that because that's because it now feels personal against all of the Bravo universe in total, which we love. We love the Bravo universe. Bravo is my is my CNN, right? Like I turn on Bravo's my homepage. I have people upstairs. Bravo is everywhere in my life. And I love talking about it. I love watching it. I love going to Bravo events. I love going to Bravo Con. I love meeting Bravo stars. I love talking to other Bravo fans. I love listening to Bravo podcasts. I love watching Bravo TikToks. This is our world, B. So if you're messing with reality TV, that's fine. But can you leave Bravo alone a little bit? Can we mess with Netflix? Why aren't you going after Mr. Netflix for Love is Blind? Why aren't you going after those production companies? There's a lot of production companies out there that you haven't talked about. But Andy Cohen, man, he's got a target on his back and Bethany's got the arrow and she's ready to go. It's bad. It is bad. At what point does he say, I have to stand up for myself? Because now we're talking about crazy defamation, slander, all that stuff. So it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens, you guys. I... As much I can separate Andy Cohen from his who he is as a person to who he is as a, a producer and as an executive producer and as a show host, and he's doing a bang-up job. You know, he creates content and shows that are, are successful, and she, and she doesn't. She doesn't. Bitter party of one, bitter B. That's what this podcast should be called. P- bitter B. You guys, thank you so much. Tonight, we're going to watch Dancing with the Stars. What else is on on Tuesday nights? I know there's something else. It used to be below deck, I think. There's got to be something else that's on Tuesday nights. Is it Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? We'll be watching some other shows tonight. We'll talk tomorrow about all the other things. Um, thanks, guys, for joining the show and being a doser. Salt Lake is on tonight. Yes, 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 yes. I can't wait to see what happens after the trip from hell in Trixie's motel. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye, dosers. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Big Brother's on. Big Brother's on tonight? Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.